We're for sharing innovative treatments and preventing disease before it ever develops. Learn how our team is working to better care for you on this edition of UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. When children are active, injuries are almost always possible, including bone fractures. What are some of the most common fractures and what steps can parents and kids take to reduce this risk? My guest today is Dr. Leanne Lather. She's board certified in pediatrics and specializes in pediatric orthopedics, including bone fractures. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lather. Tell us a little bit about the most common bone fractures that you see in kids. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, if you don't mind, first, if I can clarify that bone fractures are broken bones. It's amazing how many times we tell folks they have a fracture and they ask, so is it broken? Yes, it's broken. Good point. You can, <laughs> you can have small breaks or pretty bad breaks that might need surgery. They all hurt. But the most common ones that we see in kids are usually involving the arms and the legs. So with arms, we see a lot of elbow fractures, forearms, wrists, and fingers, and in the legs, knees, ankles, and tibias, that's the shin bone, and some femurs, the thigh bone. So then tell us a little bit about what causes these injuries. If we're talking forearm and thigh area, what would generally predispose a child to having these kinds of injuries? Well, I think there are a lot of things that parents can do to reduce their children's risk of fractures. I like to think of it as a, a three-pronged attack. <laughs> good nutrition, plenty of exercise, and good safety, avoiding unnecessary risk. So as far as nutrition goes, kids are growing fast. And if you want them to grow long, strong bones that are more resistant to injury, then you need to make sure they're getting plenty of calcium and vitamin D every single day. And then with exercise, kids should get at least 30 or 60 minutes of exercise a day, but exercise builds stronger bone. Our muscles are attached to our bones, and as the muscles pull on the bone, the bone reacts by building more stronger bone. So exercise is also very important. And then for the safety piece and avoiding unnecessary risk, when I mean, kids are going to play and they're going to fall down and they're going to get injured, but there are some things that we know are high risk. As far as different age groups go, little toddlers tend to fall. Um, and one injury we see commonly that people are unaware of is foot entrapment on a slide. So if you're riding down a slide with your small child on your lap, please make sure to keep those feet tucked in. Elementary age kids tend to get hurt on the playground. Playgrounds are great. Uh, but the monkey bars are what cause most of our arm injuries, especially about the elbow so if you're at a playground with your kid and they're on the monkey bars, consider just standing underneath them in case they fall. It's a long fall and they tend to land on the arm. And then with older kids, we see mostly sports injuries, sports-related injuries. So I think it's important to avoid early specialization in one sport where we tend to see more overuse injuries um, and avoid playing on multiple teams in one season and continue to cross-train year-round with all different kinds of sports and activities. And then the last high-risk thing I should probably mention is trampolines and trampoline parks. Trampolines are great. They're great fun and exercise. But we see most of the injuries in situations where there's one more than one bouncer at a time on the trampoline. Usually it's the smaller kid that gets hurt. 
I'm sure that it usually is. And that's such good advice about risk assessment and where those injuries happen. Now, let's start with some sports injuries because parents tend to think, well, these kids are wearing pads, they've got helmets on, the coach knows what they're doing, you know, especially in contact sports or even in lateral movement sports where, you know, just one little movement. So you spoke about sports-specific training, overuse, injuries, overtraining, but where broken bones are concerned, does that equipment that they're using protect them? Or is that pretty much a myth for parents? <laughs> I think there is some equipment that is protective. Um, certainly the helmet's important in football. Um, and then for skiing and sports where you're riding a motorized vehicle, it's very important to wear the protective equipment. But it doesn't prevent all bone fractures. If you get hit hard, uh, you're going to get hurt. And so sometimes it will tend to give kids uh, an inflated sense of protection, and they're likely to, to hit each other harder on the football field because they think they're protected. They tend to have that Superman complex anyway where they feel like they'll never never get hurt. Yes, and they so, do. They certainly do. Now, when we're talking about bone fractures and broken bones, if a parent has a child with a broken bone, you call 911 right away. We've heard stories, bones sticking yeah. out, all of these things with kids. What do you do for them? What's the first line of defense when you know there's a broken bone? And then what are, what are the risks that a child is going to have some sort of after effects from it? Right. Well, I think the first thing to do when your child gets hurt is to take a deep breath. Yes, sometimes there are bad broken bones uh, where it's obviously an emergency, but most injuries are not that bad, fortunately. So the best thing to do immediately is to have the child rest that body part. Don't use it. Don't walk on it. Um, you can apply ice. You can wrap it for compression to decrease swelling, and you can elevate that body part higher than the heart. The sooner you do these things, the better off they're going to be. It makes a huge difference in healing if you immediately respond that way. So then what do you do? You set that bone back, you get it ready, and because kids' bones are in ossification, they're growing, is this something that can, it just takes time and it will heal once you've set it, doctors such as yourself? Yeah, I think it's really important when your kid gets hurt to look at the injury. If there is deformity, if there are cuts in the skin, if there's exposed bone, if the hand or foot feels cold, uh, distal to the injury, that child needs to go to an emergency department. That's truly an urgent or emergent situation. But if none of those things are the case, make your child comfortable. Use the ice. Give them ibuprofen. Wrap it. Elevate it. You really don't need to pay for emergent or urgent care. If you think they need pain medication above and beyond ibuprofen or Tylenol, then you may need to seek care more urgently so you can get good pain medicine. And if that's not the case, you really can keep your child comfortable and call your regular doctor's office during office hours. Tell them exactly what happened. Tell them you suspect a broken bone, even if it's not badly broken. And they may send you directly to an imaging center, or you can ask for a referral to an orthopedics office where you're likely to get the most efficient care. 
One thing I want to make sure to mention, Dr. Lather, is so many of these kids are using skateboards and scooters and things, and they fall. And as you mentioned, forearms and wrists. What can we do in those situations as parents to say, okay, reducing that risk? Because they flip over these things all the time. I know, and I think that's just going to happen. Um, and a certain number of injuries are just going to happen when you let your kids be active, and it's important to let them be kids. They can wear elbow guards and wrist guards, but sometimes they're going to get injured anyway. And you know, we're fortunate here at UVA that we have pediatric orthopedic specialists and sports specialists. Kids have unique types of injuries. They may involve the growth plates. And so I, I think it is lucky that we can take our kids to a place where we have knowledgeable, specialized care. Kids often need half the time in a cast that an adult would need, and they're much less likely to need surgery. So if you go to a pediatric orthopedist, I think you're going to get the most appropriate advice as far as treatment needed, whether it's a, a splint or a brace or a cast or even surgery, and you're going to get the best advice about return to play for sports. Um, sometimes if you if you go to a doctor who doesn't see a lot of trauma, uh, you may be held out too long uh, or sent back into your sport too soon before you really healed. In just the last minute or so, why should families come to UVA Orthopedics to get treatment for children's sports injuries? Uh, I think for all the reasons that that I just mentioned, it's a, it's good to go to a place where you're going to get specialized care. Um, we have people in the office all day, every day, and we can fit people in on an urgent basis if they have injuries. And we've got a specialized team of staff and nurses that treats kids all the time. So it's like going to your pediatrician's office where they know how to deal with children of all ages and talk to kids of all ages. Uh, it's just that we happen to do all orthopedics, but it is a pediatrics office. And it's set up to make it easier for kids with televisions to distract them while they're getting their casts and colorful casts and waterproof casts. Uh, And then we have um, physicians in the office who are there all the time. We also have two surgeons who can respond if an injury needs that kind of care. Thank you so much. It's great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. For more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.